Hey, and welcome to Spirit Call. I'm your host, Jenny Duranis, and this is the podcast where I share all about my thoughts and experiences as a psychic, medium, tarot reader, numerologist, and kundalini yoga teacher. You'll find mini surprise readings and channeled but practical spiritual guidance to help you navigate this life you've been blessed to live. Find all the details at jennyduranis.com. But for now, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2023. It is the year of seven. 2023 in numerology is a seven year. And we have just moved into this seven frequency on the planet. This energy will be affecting everyone in one way or another. And I would love to share some of my experiences with the number seven and some of my predictions, some of the connections that I'm seeing with the energies and combining this with numerology, tarot, and with my own experiences as well, because I have just moved out of a seven personal year. So I know a little bit. (laughs) I know a little bit of, of what we will be experiencing more outwardly. And I'm excited to share that. So Like I said, the year of seven, uh, in the form of numerology that I use, I use the tantric or yogic numerology system. And this system correlates to the 10 body system of the kundalini um, teachings, so kundalini yoga. So the seventh body is the aura. I'm sure you have all heard about the aura before. It is the electromagnetic field that surrounds your body. When it is strong and healthy and vibrant, it can extend up to nine feet around your body. It is sort of like a protective layer. It's, it's, it's a protective shield and we want it to be strong, especially this year, because this year will be all about your aura. And there's a teaching in Kundalini Yoga that says the strongest or the biggest aura wins. And we really want to maximize, expand, clear, strengthen, and um, become more magnetic and attractive to the prosperity and things that we want to create for ourselves in this life. And this is a really good year to draw on that energy, the energy of seven. Seven is a platform of elevation. This year, it's going to be very important to just ask yourself, how can I elevate myself? How can I elevate the people around me? It's a very caring and sensitive and compassionate number. It's about making life better for yourself and others. And so this year, we really want to set that as our intention and tune in with with that energy. So a little bit more on the aura. There's a few ways we can tell if the aura is strong and uh, clear and magnetic. And there's some ways to tell when it isn't. And so let's get the the crappy stuff out out of the way first. If your aura is weak or it has some holes in it, 
you will you will really feel um, insecure about yourself. This is where you can see poor health, uncertainty, fear, sometimes like food sensitivities and that kind of thing. And you really just have a difficult time making decisions. Uh, you feel vulnerable and sort of like, you know, being around certain people can be really hard because you feel like you're absorbing their energy. It's sort of like, you know, the empath, when the empath doesn't have strong boundaries and they hang out with certain people or or watch certain, you know, things on TV where it, you just feel very weakened by it. And so this is a way to know that your aura needs some work. It, yeah, it, it can, you can just feel really vulnerable. That's basically the feeling, right? So when you're feeling vulnerable, you can get sick easily. You're, you're just tired. You're, you feel like you need protection and it makes total sense if your aura is your protective field. So really working to strengthen that this year, obviously every year, but this is the year where we're going to see that in my opinion, in a very obvious way. I think that it's, you know, for someone like me, it's always been easy to see, but I think sort of everyone will be becoming aware more obviously this year when their own aura is weak or when the people around them have something funky going on in in their energy. And so, yeah, I think it's just going to be, there's going to be a lot more awareness and attention and focus on it this year. So a strong aura, the positive side, <laughs> is that you will feel super magnetic. You'll feel like things flow to you easily. You will feel healthy and strong, obviously. Um, you will be, you know, just very uplifting and caring and compassionate towards others. Again, it's that platform of elevation, right? So wh where do you want to help people? Where do you just want to make people feel good and yourself? You know, the sensitivity and empathic qualities of it in a positive way, like that's amazing. That's, that's how we all want to be operating and we need so much more of that on the planet right now. So I think in many ways, it's going to be an amazing year for people just coming back together and reconnecting after everything we've been through and, you know, putting differences aside and just getting over shit, you know, like, let's just move on. And let's just let's just have a good time and make people feel good and make ourselves feel good. So that's a this is really exciting. But back to you know, your own personal, strong, healthy aura. It's when you just feel comfortable with yourself. A, a strong aura repels negativity. So it's just sort of like those crappy experiences or people or comments or you know, a lot of it just like bounces off of you. It just doesn't penetrate into your experience because you are more magnetic to drawing in the the good things, you know, the things that you want. It's, uh, you know, you, you become more creative, more artistic, and just, you just feel the beauty. So who doesn't want that, right? Who doesn't want the biggest aura? I know I do. And it's something that I do 
work on, especially in the work that I do. I have to maintain a strong and healthy aura so that I can purposely tune into someone else's energy, whether it's in a psychic reading or like mediumship wise, if a spirit person is coming close, they're coming into my aura. And this is true for everyone, right? Every interaction you have with somebody is an auric field interaction, whether you are aware of that or not, or whether you're paying attention to it or not. So you want to have that strong aura to be able to not take on someone else's energy and and hold your own. So yeah. Ways to strengthen your aura. Kundalini yoga. Um, this is a another reason why you will see kundalini yogis wearing white clothing and, um, you know, a white um, head covering because white expands your aura and it clears it and it's just very protective. Balancing your chakras, of course, because the aura is the sort of like the energetic total of all of your chakras and where they're vibrating at and how, you know, clear and healthy and strong they are all contributes to your aura as a whole. So doing some sort of work, uh, meditations, visualizations, you know, healing work to do with balancing your chakras, getting out in nature, you know, good old fashioned, like hugging a tree is, is super good for your aura. Avoiding intense shit on TV. What are you consuming is going to be really important this year. You know, what are you, what are you taking in? What are you letting, purposely letting penetrate your energy field? Much bigger deal this year than it than it has been for a long time. So pay attention to that. Alcohol and drugs can weaken your aura and just sort of create holes. So, you know, you want to, you want to steer clear if you can. Working on your, like your self-worth and healing emotions, you know, that just having that sensitivity and, and compassion towards yourself will help. And then as always, uh, do something creative you know, create art, self-care, do beautiful things, make yourself feel beautiful, sharpen up your appearance, you know, whatever it is that just makes you feel vibrant and strong. And, and um, yeah, it can be just little things, right? But having a shower, <laughs> you know, when you're in the shower, just visualizing any energy that's not yours sort of like falling off and, and being washed away and, and replacing that energy with like a bright, sparkly, strong, vibrant energy. That's that's just a super easy thing you can do every day. But, you know, to take things up a notch, I, I just, I cannot say enough how much kundalini yoga has helped me with strengthening my energetic field and balancing my whole system. Because like I said, it's a 10 body system. So you're hitting all of the 10 bodies. So if you feel drawn to that, Either, you know, come, if you're local, come take a class with me or find something online somewhere just, just to get a little bit of that going in your life. This is the best year to do it because, again, seven is the year of elevation, elevating yourself, investing in yourself. And I think there will be a lot of people really diving into a deeper spiritual practice this year. It's the, definitely the year to you know, to start meditating, to start doing yoga, to start 
um, some kind of spiritual practice, investing in your self-care in a much bigger way, looking at your diet, looking at your your overall health, huge deal this year because we're going to see the opposite of that in a lot of people around us. It's really going to be a year where, like I said, we notice it in a much bigger way and become more sensitive and aware to the energetic thing that's going on that is, you know, maybe more subtle, but um, we can't deny that it's a thing. So when we look at the sevens in the tarot, this brings me to uh, something that I just find so fascinating and so enjoyable to pick apart. And, you know, every single time I look at the numbers and the teachings that the tarot brings, I, I learn more and discover more. Like it's literally never ending. So I think it's super cool. So in the tarot, the seventh major arcana card is the chariot card. This is... Um, like I said, the, the number that I just moved out of, I just had a chariot year. And for the collective, we just moved out of a six year, which was the lover's card. So, you know, just a quick recap on 2022. This was a year where relationships were a huge deal. There was a lot going on for people, you know, and I saw this in my readings, uh, like every day where the topic of self-worth, you know, valuing yourself, loving yourself, healing old wounds and things that were holding you back from truly being the person you came here to be. And, um, you know, really tapping into like your traumas, even things that you didn't think were traumas coming up, like just a lot around connection, relationship, passion, and, you know, asking yourself the big questions of, am I, is my life going in the direction of like something exciting and fun? And, and, you know, am I passionate about what I'm doing? This was a big question for a lot of people in 2022. And so that showed up, right, with relationship connections, you know, how's your partner treating you? Is your marriage happy? A lot of people split from long-term relationships uh, others finally committed to, uh, relationships, you know, there was just, there was just a lot of that. And so within the relationships, people were learning about their value and worth, and then also, uh, asking themselves the questions of like career path or purpose, you know, am I being valued in my work? Am I doing things where I feel passionate? Like just so, so, so much of that. Um, I noticed it with myself big time and I noticed it with, with my clients. And so, you know, now as we're moving into 2023, we're, we're kind of progressing along that journey, right? We've, we've asked ourselves the big questions. Hopefully many of you have come to realize some of the things that you no longer want to continue doing or relationships that needed tweaking and changing, you know, doesn't mean they needed to end, but changing up the dynamic and healing some things, working on communication and connection. So hopefully you've brought some awareness and and learned a lot about what you need moving forward. The seven year is the year to get doing that. You know, it's the year to to like move beyond it. Don't get stuck in, oh, but what about this? And what, you know, 
yeah, but you did this. Like it's, we're not doing that this year. This year we're moving forward with like a a confidence and a determination and willpower in the sense that like we have to just get on the right path this year. We have to take the path of like the light path. I just keep saying it's like the light path or the dark path. And again, we're going to know very obviously which one we're on and which one other people are on. And it's like a timeline split. It's like the time where there's going to be a greater distance between the other path. And that's why I think it will be super obvious. And so it is the year to go, okay, like hopefully last year. And if if this isn't something that was coming to you last year, like you still have time. You don't have to only do it in a six year, but asking yourself those questions and then okay, what's the path? What are the things I need to do each day, throughout the day, multiple times a day, to just stay on the right path and not let all of this crap pull me off of my center towards, you know, the dark stuff. So some examples of what I mean by like the dark stuff would be like this sort of like trance, um, state of being like brainwashed by your cell phone or you know just like what you're consuming on tv and like beliefs and agendas and programs and like whatever it is right because there's there's basically you can be programmed into anything and so it it could be anything from it could be anything. <laughs> Let's not get into that. But what I'm saying is, is like anything that steers you away from your true self, right? So this sort of like trance, um, like brainwashing. I mean, that's the only way to put it. To me, that's the dark path, the, the path that steers you into a disempowered, um, shrunken, holes in your aura, weak, um, easily manipulated version of you. It's not even you. And therefore, not really living your life and not, you know, finding your dharma and expressing your true self. So anything, anything that that is part of that will be much bigger this year. There's, um, you know, with with the empath talk, we know that being empathic is a very good quality. It's important to be able to connect with other people and understand and, you know, be able to mirror back to somebody what what there's what they're expressing when they need help. But then the dark path of that is going to be just like victimized by your empathic um, qualities and feeling like everything is just like so intense and you're you're feeling like such a burden from the world that again you're not able to live your purpose so that's going to be a big thing this year not valuing yourself you know not asking for your worth not asking for a raise feeling like you just don't deserve things it's like spending your money on silly things or Just like, yeah, like being tricked into things this year that aren't like good for you or things that you maybe don't even really want. So just like, yeah, consuming 
conspiracy theory stuff or yeah just being stuck in a in a loop of going nowhere fast that's what I mean by the dark path now of course this applies to people any year but this is the year where we need to really gather up our community, our friends, our support system and inspire each other to a much bigger possibility of none of that shit. So the light path. <laughs> What's in the light path? Prosperity, you know, all of the things like I said with the strong aura, feeling healthy and and having tons of vitality good boundaries, confident, determined, going down, you know, following that that path of your soul that says this way, go this way, having that um, compass. I I feel like compass is a big word for 2023. What's, you know, do you have your compass in your hand? Are you looking at it? Are you following it? Where is it directing you to? Or is your compass like in your back pocket and therefore somebody else is like saying, come on over here, just come over here and do this. That's the that's the difference this year. There's um you know another teaching so this that's much about the chariot card that's the way that I interpret the chariot tarot card, and the sixteenth uh, card in the deck, so one plus six is seven is the tower, uh, the tower card. So if anyone has ever seen what the tower card looks like, it's not pretty. <laughs> when it comes up in readings people are like oh what the fuck is that I don't want that in my reading and I always see every card in the deck as positive but you know it's black there's lightning striking the tower and there's people being forced out of their home and they're kind of falling frantically through the sky and there's fire and and it's um it's not a good scene anytime that I've experienced tower moments in my life it has been completely about a a huge change in routine and structure and things kind of falling apart that seem to be out of nowhere. And so I don't actually feel a whole lot of tower energy for everyone because it's, you know, it's like the hidden, the hidden card within this uh, numerology. But I see it as if you're on the dark path, there are going to be a lot of tower moments for you. So, you know, if you're going down that that dark path, the universe is going to keep sending in the lightning to like blow up the path so that you get off of it. And that's what the tower card does. When when you're ignoring the signs, when you're not following your compass, the universe says, okay, well, I guess we need to make this more obvious. So there will be tower moments. So you can prevent that. You know, none of this is is set in stone. None of this is what has to happen this year. This is what happens when your higher self has no choice but to get your attention in a big way. So don't forget. There's also... You know, when we look at all of the sevens, there is a uh, an element of like choice, fighting off, choosing thoughts wisely, 
having so many options, not knowing what to do, and needing to take a step back and look at where to invest your energy. So these are all really big lessons for us in 2023. You know, what am I, it's kind of like, there could be like an overwhelm of bombardment of like, people or situations needing your attention and like it's like whack-a-mole um with the seven of wands I see that card as like the whack-a-mole card you know that game where you have that hammer and you have to hit one mole down and just when you do another one pops up and you get all like stressed out and overwhelmed by it because they just keep popping up and so this year I think that will be another sign for when you're not really paying attention when you're not on your path there's there's just like bombardment of things that you have to deal with and so when we relate this to the aura when you have a strong aura you're able to ward off those negative experiences you're you you know if there's something that does have to come in it's easier to deal with, you have the energy, and it's not going to like knock you on your ass for a week. The Seven of Swords brings the lesson of choosing your thoughts wisely this year and ditching anything that's like disempowering. You know, what are, what are the things that I'm thinking about myself that are just not serving me, not lifting me up, not sending me anywhere positive it's it's a take what fits and ditch the rest mentality that's going to be important this year like you know if you hear a certain thing if people are talking about something you're like ah that just doesn't even resonate with like I just don't I don't care I'm not I'm not gonna consume this and I'm not gonna let this take me down again so having that protective shield the seven of cups I feel as though there's illusion or trance like state comes in and and not knowing what to choose for yourself and feeling in the dark and feeling like you uh you can't you can't reach out and grab something because everything looks shiny and flashy and so there's going to be an emphasis on that with taking a step back which is also a seven of pentacles energy taking a step back and just like evaluating what are the distractions here? What are the things that are just kind of like not even helpful and again don't even resonate? And if there's if there's a bunch of opportunities and you don't know which way to go, it's about uh, asking your higher self for the clarity and letting the things fall away that aren't meant to be for you on their own without you having to do much. But the positive side of that cup, that card is the seven of cups is that you have like a bazillion opportunities and there's options and there's ideas and there's people and there's, you know, so many ways you could go, but it has to be the thing that's in alignment. Otherwise, you're just going to be choosing the, you know, the, the flashy thing that isn't necessarily for you. And the seven of pentacles is about that uh, take a step back reevaluate what am I investing in where am I investing in myself where am I feeding my future um, there's a lot of progress it's like looking at how far you've come this year or you know in the years previous uh, look how far you've come look at all the hard work you've done patting yourself on the back but not giving up and not getting lazy there there still is more work to do but 
if you're investing in the right ways in your life, then the work becomes easier and more meaningful and you are more fulfilled and prosperous and elevated and who doesn't want that? So what's cool about all of this is, like I said, everyone will be experiencing the seven year and you also have your own personal year. So I am, I'm doing readings on this to help people just look at, you know, this is the, the energy we're all experiencing, but then how does that combine with your personal uh, number for the year and your personal cards for the year? So I'm combining it with tarot, which I think is just so fun because you can see the visuals, you can see the, you know, the, the figures on the card and there's just so much imagery with this that it makes it easy for people to grasp and understand and, and it resonates deeply. So yeah, you combine the two and it sort of paints a picture of, of the year and the energies at play. And for people who are asking like, I don't know, what does this year bring for me? Or what do I need to do this year? I don't know, you know, what direction am I supposed to be going in? It's been really helpful. I'm, I'm noticing a lot of my clients are like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Okay, that's ex- that totally validates my experience. And, and uh, that's what I love about what I do. So if that interests you, book a reading. Send me a message. Let me know what you need. We can figure it out. I'm also offering a kundalini yoga tarot, numerology, and gong bath experience with my friend Alicia on February 5th at Shakti Yoga in Napanee. So if you're local, there are, I think there's five spaces left. Join us. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be talking a lot about this, but then I'm going to be helping you to calculate your own personal card for the year. And then we're going to do some of the yogic practices that help to expand your energy and call in prosperity and just you know set your intention for the year so it's going to be awesome so join us if you can okay bye for now thanks for listening as always you can book your reading online at jennyduranis.com and submit your name to win a free reading to appear on this podcast. Till then, thanks so much.